Welcome to the opening whistle of the weekly recess. Mitchell Lee, Connor Vandemark, Tommy Grant here with you. It's the opening of the Jersey Nerds Productions, this wonderful venture that we have going. We're going to talk about some NFL football. Week one and week two in the books. Week three getting started. Guys, how are we doing? Dude, you just hyped me up. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. I'm enjoying this. No, you're not. We're both Jets fans. We're not enjoying anything. Stop. <laughs> hey, you Stop. guys had a solid first week. And it just no, did, did, did we? <laughs> I was, yeah, we, I was we there. Just stuttered over ourselves in disbelief <laughs> the fact that you would even say that. I was there for that game. That was like, that, that was such a roller coaster of emotions. Just seeing literally, was it 94 seconds into the game? And he's already, Aaron Rodgers already out of the game. And seeing just like the emotional roller coaster of like, the defense playing well, but also Zach Wilson sucking, and it was could have been a lot worse, though. Oh yeah, oh, could have yeah. been a lot worse, and I will return to that later. But I think that the first two weeks of the season, the story of the season has kind of been you know, a lot of teams coming out looking a lot sloppier than we might expect. Injuries, whether it's uh, Nick Chubb going down on Monday Night Football. In week Rip. two, Aaron Rodgers going down. Monday Night Football again. Week one, Joe Burrow, he's been injured, and it's lingered, and it's clearly had an effect on his play to the people that maybe we'd expect to be injured that aren't, like Tua Tungavaloa for the Dolphins. He's I, was, I was about to say, my, my beautiful Tua is still standing up. No concussions yet. I can't Oft complain. injured, but he has been... Uh, playing and playing well so far for the 2-0 Dolphins, who probably in the driver's seat for the AFC East as, as far as things stand, guys. not just... Well, the thing about the Dolphins <laughs> that I would say at the very least is they went up against the Chargers who can't play defense. Like They've just been atrocious. Brandon Staley fighting for his life out there. I don't. If they lose the Vikings in Week 3, I think they might leave them on the tarmac in Minneapolis. And now they've got uh, they get week two the Dolphins and then week three or week two the Patriots then week three the Broncos, so not necessarily the strongest schedule. I want to see what they do against a team that can defend them and put up some points, like Buffalo or Kansas City. Buffalo, they don't get that. Kansas, Baltimore. Yeah, they have a pretty, like, again, the Bill at Bills week four is the only one I can see in the first, what, five weeks of their season that's actually competitive for them. And that's assuming two will last that long. (laughs) As enough friends who had enough concussion history, it's once you have one, and this has to be the ones he had last year, it, no, once you have another, it just gets even worse. Yeah, you're a lot more likely to have it. And that's before you even mention the fact that he was injury-prone beforehand. He had that major hip injury at Alabama that cost him his final season, and he's had all, all sorts of different stuff before the uh, the concussion issues came up. So it's not just the head, but when he's healthy, him, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, they look good out there. 
Uh, Tyree Kill carried that team week one. Tyree Kill after week one, I would have said, is the MVP of the season. After week two, I don't know. There hasn't been that one guy that's really taken over. Part of me wants to say Micah Parsons because he is just a Tasmanian oh, devil oh, oh, oh. running through New York. Yes. Uh, the Giants, just th- that first game and the second or the uh, the first half of the second game. Giants fans had to be thinking, well, um, we just paid Daniel Jones $140 million. Can we take Caleb Williams? And then the Cardinals' second half, they looked a lot better. And then Micah Parsons against the Jets. I mean, this dude's a one-man wrecking crew. And the Cowboys look good. They do look good. I have been very impressed with their play. You know, I know the Jets, Aaron Rodgers list uh, last game. But still, like, they're getting pressure. Their their coverage has been great. They haven't given anything. Like, the only thing, only person had to stop was Garrett Wilson. And he's just amazing in the first place so it's do, do i have to get to it now when it comes to the jets i feel like maybe we should just get this done and over with the, this this conversation because <laughs> as long as we're we're holding off we know it's coming we know I, what's going to be look, talked about that's how i've known you your entire life you can always talk about the jets for hours so whenever you want to start this rant go for it i promise it won't be <laughs> well and to all of our listeners out there who are not Jets fans, I apologize. <laughs> I don't want to say the season's done because I'm going to sound like a lunatic when I say this. I was encouraged by what I saw from Zach Wilson against Dallas. I liked what I saw against Dallas. I didn't like what I saw from the entire rest of the team. The defense mm-hmm. was not at all the you know top five defense that we've become accustomed to seeing. They didn't they didn't get any pressure on Dallas whatsoever. The point where it's kind of a, a clip that NFL Films used. Ceedee Lamb's talking to Dak Prescott like, "Hey, you've got all day to throw back there. You could you know make hot pockets or something like you're you've got all day." And that's not what I'm used to seeing. For them, the Jets, the offensive line was terrible. Brees Hall got four carries. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson's trying his best to play in structure, not running around, doing a bunch of crazy stuff, you know, throwing the ball, you know, damn near on the sidelines and and made some things happen when he was kept upright. It was in the fourth quarter when it was a three possession game when he started throwing a bunch of interceptions because he's like, you know what? It's a three possession game. I got to try to make something happen. And I can't really even blame him for that. So no, from the second half, from the second half in Buffalo to what I saw in Dallas, it was kind of encouraging from his perspective. Cause again, I'm used to worse. It's definitely not what we thought coming into the year with Aaron Rodgers, but we're not winning that game. Even with Rodgers at quarterback, the way they played against Dallas. No. It wouldn't we, have made a lick of difference. I think we would have had a better chance, but like... With still, the defense playing would, that way. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's just a needle. The odds, maybe 5% to the Jets. But like, when your percentage chance in the first place is, would say, 25%, then like, it's not really giving you a, a actual reason to 
deal with it. So I just pulled up the um, the stats for this game. Mitchell, do you know the time of possession Dallas had in this game? Oh, I've seen it. It's it's almost double <laughs> what the Jets had, right? Uh, honestly, it's almost triple. It's almost a three to one ratio. Forty two minutes for Dallas. That's insane. That's, <laughs> that's just that 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 literally is. That's just like saying hey, the team. That's like saying hey, except for the two minute warning on in the second quarter, you're gonna have the ball for the first three quarters of the game. I, mean, I don't care who you have at quarterback. You can't be productive that way. You're not going to win that way when the defense just gets to sit there and, and, and they're gassed. They're exhausted. It's it, it was rough. It was rough to watch. And everyone on, you know, the first takes and all, all these shows just kind of exposed themselves as not actually watching the game. when They blame Zach Wilson for why they lost when it it was honestly it was worse than that for the Jets because you kind of planned on Zach Wilson being bad. The things yeah. that you depend on being good to be in games, like the, were the things that let you Rogers down. Who went down? Play one. <laughs> now play, play play four. four. Play four. My Come apologies. on, man. We My got apologies. we got we got three beautiful. Pl- but one of those was a nice <laughs> twenty yard Brees Hall. He came out the tunnel with the American flag, and I'm just like. Oh the hype gosh. was real. It was, the hype was real. I was thinking, like, I might get Super Bowl tickets. Like, this is, this is, oh, my God. Oh, he's, oh, oh. Do we, do we think uh, that there's he, any why, chance why, of why isn't he getting coming up? back? Um, if they make I the playoffs, saw, but given what I saw yeah. on Sunday, there is a 0% chance the Jets make the playoffs. So I'd say, Aaron, take your time. Make sure you're back in 2024. Let's do this thing right. I will say, though, the game next week against the Patriots, I think will be a decent measuring stick. Because I think the Patriots are a mediocre team. They're like, they're like middle of the pack. So if they beat them and... I'll say if they beat them and let's say against the Broncos weeks five and they come through out three and three out of the first six games, I'm okay with that. I think after that, we have a chance. We have a chance because the rest of the schedule is not that daunting. At least in my opinion. Yeah. You just got to get to the bye week and survive. And pretty much, yeah. I think it comes down to this game against the Patriots because every Jets quarterback yep. that they take high since Sanchez, Sanchez did halfway decent against the Patriots in a lot of games. You know, everybody remembers the butt fumble, but he beat him in the playoffs. He beat him. The, the, he beat Belichick. Uh, he split with Belichick in 09 and in 2010 in the regular season. But Darnold was horrible against the Pats, and Zach Wilson might have been even worse so far. So yeah. my expectations aren't high. Was um, it like eight in a row we lost to the Patriots? No, no, no. It's so much worse. I think it's 14. We haven't beat them <laughs> yeah, since it's, 2015. It's, it's, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. I think and... it's it's either the longest losing streak to one opponent. I know the Broncos Chiefs is pretty uh, – that they haven't beat the Chiefs in quite some time either. Uh, it might be around the same length of time, but – it's bad. Yeah. 
Well, so how much money are you going to have to cash out to get Brady to come back in? That's not happening. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, one, it's not happening because, like, let's be honest, Brady was washed last year. Yeah. Brady said, I'm going to play until I suck, and he did exactly that. He saw that he was falling off, and he got the hell out of there. And I don't think that the Jets should know. And he doesn't want to come back. He's oh, he done. made that very clear, but I've just been reading no. so many articles of all these interviews of them asking Brady, Stop hey, reading articles, are then. you coming back? <laughs> oh, I just think it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> the the one thing, the one quote-unquote, like, con- it's not conspiracy theory, but rumor, whatever you want to call it, is if the Vikings lose to the Chargers and they're 0-3, and Kirk Cousins is on an expiring contract, that I would like. That I would very much. Now, obviously, you're not keeping him because you have Aaron Rodgers. But for one season, I could uh, I could get down with that. I just I don't think they do it. So the thing I have concern, like overall, with the Jets is I'm concerned with the O line because yeah, at least That's like brutal because Kirk Cousins is more of a pocket passer. How bad is he going to get killed back there, though? Yeah, because it it could be a, another situation where he Kirk Cousins is an older player as well. If he gets that bad hit and he goes down too, and he's out for three four weeks, then there goes your whole gamble. So that's that's a I'll give him credit if they make that ballsy decision, but they you're playing with fire. Jameis Winston could be fun just because <laughs> you're not I, the first person who told us to make. <laughs> I, I think Jameis Winston is currently the best backup in the NFL. And I just think that it you get a lot of big plays and you get a lot of plays that make you go, what the hell are you doing, man? Give like me when, the crab legs, baby. <laughs> like when he tries to like, when he fakes a pitch to the defense, when he's running down the field, that's one of the funniest plays I've ever seen in the NFL. You have, you guys have seen that play, right? Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Where this guy just you know fakes a and it, and it works. He got an extra like three yards because you just made the guy freeze. Like, is he actually gonna just give me the ball? I gotta be ready for it. It, it worked. <laughs> That's the best part about it. So no, I'd I'd love to see that. But uh, no, for all intents and purposes, I do think the Jets season is over. Uh, another season that I think is over is Cincinnati, and I hate to call it so soon, but. If Burrow's hurt, and yeah. as we kind of saw with Rodgers, calf, if not, you know, dealt with, treated, whatever you want, or, or just sometimes, even if it is, calf can lead to Achilles, and Burrow's been dealing with a calf for two months now, and he mm-hmm. it, it's still bothering him. Uh, between that, the Monday night football game in week two, the Steelers and the Browns, which... I don't know how much you guys saw of that, but it was just. I a had com- the, yeah, I had red zone on for both of the uh, for the Browns game. That was a that was just a rain game too, which was ugly. Are you thinking about um, about uh, Bengals Browns? The week yeah, one? Bengals Browns. Yeah. Uh, well, that game that game as well. Both games the Browns have been in have been like kind of a comedy of errors, but especially that Steelers Browns Monday night game in week two. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yep. Okay. You don't have much faith that Watson really looks like the guy that they paid for at all. Nope. Oh, now nope. Chubb's hurt. 
you've got one of your best offensive linemen out for the season. The Steelers, Kenny Pickett looks horrible. That offense is just stuck in mud. The Bengals, you know, if Burrow's hurt, what are you doing? You're 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 not going anywhere with Jake Browning, who's never made a pass in an NFL game and has been in the NFL for six seasons. Yeah. But he's just never played. Is this the Ravens division? Oh yeah. This is this is them this is for them to walk away and you know uncontested really. Like the Bengals schedule at least gets no the Rams have been a big surprise. And yeah. the the Bengals are playing them next at home. And that's gonna be to me, that's a good measuring stick for the Rams. No, well, they played the 49ers. They played in the top two. I don't, see the, I don't see the Bengals coming out strong on this game at all against the Rams. I don't think so either because I don't think Burrow plays. I think no. that they need to be cautious about this. I I hate to like be morbid, and I definitely don't want to predict injuries, but I think that if they try to keep Burrow in and make him play through this, I don't know if he makes it through the season because the, the calves are nothing to mess with. Yeah. And Burrow isn't necessarily the most strong-armed quarterback, but his smarts and his pocket awareness, his ability to move and throw on the run is what makes him so great. But if he's got a calf injury and he can't move, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, there's nothing nothing really there for him. And especially... You know, another person who gave a large contract to just recently, you know, you do need to protect, protect your assets. And from themselves the, sometimes, too, because he wants to play. Yeah, definitely. Because um, they, have, they have the Rams for week three, then at Titans, then the Cardinals, they should they should win. Um, this is the time to the, sit them, then. Yeah, and then they have the Seahawks, which is that's a team that I have. I don't really have their, their vibe yet. I can't figure them out either. Yeah. They're, they're a weird one. Gino has been so like when he's on, he's on, but sometimes he just makes like, he nearly cost them the game against the lions. He made a really dumb play at the end where he took like a 20 yard loss on a sack that, made it so that the Lions could force overtime with just like a 10-yard gain. It was really bad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't quite figured them out yet either. And and speaking of the Lions, uh, like that, that opening game against the Chiefs, it was a really fun game. It was a strange game, though, because you felt like the Chiefs could have won that by like two possessions if they just had Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones on the field. Yes. Because at the end of the game, the Lions just, you know, ground and pound. We're going to, you know, move this ball down the field, take time off the clock, keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. And when Mahomes did get the ball, you had Kadarius Tony basically pitching it to the team. <laughs> uh, silver platter. Yeah, that was the uh, – I know Pro Football Focus came out with their grades that week, and it was the lowest graded game from a wide receiver in – Five years. Wow. Yeah, it was. That's what happens. You drop the ball when you get. You know, he had zero catches on eight targets. If I'm calling, recalling that correctly, I think he had one catch on seven targets, but that catch was a screen pass. Yeah, that's right. 
So he had a few where he dropped it and dropped it right into the opponent's hands into Brian Branch. And then another one where he just catches it there in field goal range. They win the game, but he dropped it. And you saw what happened, Travis Kelsey, even though the Chiefs, I don't know how much, did you guys catch any of the Chiefs game on uh, against the Jaguars on Sunday? That game, I did not catch much of because since I watch Red Zone on Sundays, uh, that game did not go to the Red Zone at all, or rarely. And the, it was the a times low-scoring that it did, game. It was a low-scoring game. And the other thing, too, was like from well, looking at the replays and stuff, that like the Jaguars had their chances, too. You had a – and like chances in the end zone by inches. You had the one um, with Zay Jones. Um I think he was trying to tiptoe uh, into the end zone. And there was he had, lots like, one foot of those. Out. There was Ridley lots had another of, one. Right on the sideline, there was two with Zay Jones and one with Calvin Ridley where he almost gave himself a concussion running into yep. the, uh, the the field goal post there. Oh, yep, yep, yep. That's what it was. I was saying the Zay Jones was the back of the end zone. That's yeah, right. and so the Chiefs kept him out of the red zone on, or out of the end zone in the red zone on several occasions, but they – you know, they only scored 17 points themselves. Kelsey only had, I want to say, like two or three catches in that game. Although Chris Jones came back and had, you know, two, two and a half sacks. Yeah. So he he wasn't rusty at all. I want to open it up to you, Tommy, because we're talking about the Chiefs and how they didn't look like the Chiefs, I guess you can say. You know, they got the win on the road against a very good team. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Bengals and the injuries they have, the stuff going on with the Jets. We didn't even talk about how Josh Allen basically handed the game to the Jets in week <laughs> one on Monday Night Football. Look, are I, the Dolphins the class of the AFC right now? Look, and, we, do, and if they are, do you expect that to stay that way? I've I've been following the Jets religiously for the past five years now. And Why? every year we get maybe four or five games into the season – I have my hopes up high, and then someone gets injured and goes down, and my hope just goes away, and I cry. So, yep, that's the season. Past two seasons, it's been the same with Tua. I started off. Are you talking Dolphins? Yes, Dolphins. You said the Jets, my friend. No, yeah, I, I was Jets. like, oh, the I, I'm talking about Dolphins. My well, apologies. I mean, good lord. Then <laughs> said the, the Dolphins. My Dolphins <laughs> always just let me down. Oh, you own them now. You are yes. Stephen Ross. They Welcome are, to the podcast. They are the only team I care about when I watch. I have a few other teams I'll watch, but Dolphins are the only team I watch hoping that they go all the way. And the past couple of seasons, I get my hopes up, and it just crushes away once Tua gets that concussion. So I'm just waiting for it. He's had two great games. I'm just waiting for that game where he just goes down and doesn't come back. And you I, sound like a Jets fan, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> you I really mean, sound like a Jets fan. I'm just waiting for it to go bad, and it's probably going to happen like right now. I love, I love the Dolphins, but it's just they're always mediocre. I just know they're consistently average. They, they haven't had a great season yet. Last season they did pretty good, but then again, Tua went down. They had those recovery weeks with the backup quarterbacks where they just kind of fucked up over and over and slowly brought themselves back up. But if Tua stays like healthy defense and uh, Dolphins defense has always been what's carried them so long last season, their defense was phenomenal this season. I'm not so sure on, 
I know the Chargers kind of gave them run for their money. Pats, yeah. they I think they redeemed themselves a little bit this past week, but still, I I don't know what to say because I've put my hopes in them so many times, and I'm waiting for that just that week where it just goes really downhill. I'm hoping with how the Broncos have been playing, the Dolphins can pull off another win. But their defense just doesn't feel how it's felt the past couple seasons. I mean, what about you, Connor? Who do you think the AFC... Because the Dolphins have really been the only team that you can look at so far and say, I don't have any issue. Maybe the Ravens? But I think... They, uh, no, they've, they've the Ravens, had, Ravens my pick. But they've uh, had so many I... injuries in the first two weeks, and Lamar in the first week didn't look great. Like I'm not surprised, no, because definitely with them. Remember, they have a new OC as well. Yeah, um, Todd Monken. It's the yeah Monken. And remember correctly, he was Kansas City's previous OC. Right? He was at Georgia. He was, at, right. Georgia, he was at Georgia, and guy. then before that, That's he was right. uh, Tampa Bay. Which you might say, Brady? No, he because well, I think Arians called the plays when Brady mm-hmm. was there, but he yeah, was Tampa right. Bay with Jameis. And, you know, they put up a lot of points. Jameis just threw the ball to the other team a lot. But they had a lot of yeah. explosive plays, and you've seen a little yeah, more that's of right. that from yeah. Lamar. And, like, me personally, no, being a fantasy football head, like, I've been high on uh, uh, is it Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. good. Like, them having an actual second receiving option that isn't injury-prone like Rashad Bateman, and no, I, I have Odell already tweaked something. Um, but having him and Mark Andrews actually as options for him. And like the one thing that hurts with them is not having J.K. Dobbins. But because the fact that Lamar can still run, they still have three options with you no know, Gus the bus. And then you have Hill. Um, but overall, like I think there's. The thing that I like the Ravens the most is their defense is still good. No, that's something they've always been proud of. And even back, way back when the Ray Lewis days, but like even then, like they're not a, I don't, I won't consider them a explosive defense in my opinion, but they can get the job done. I think fully healthy, they're an explosive defense. The problem is the Ravens have had a lot of issues staying healthy. I mean, Marcus Williams might be out for the season. He's one of the best safeties in the league. Marlon Humphrey's been in and out of the line at the last year, two years. Roquan Smith's been a great addition for them, and I keep waiting on the pass rush to reach its potential because I like Adafi Owe coming out of Penn State, and I like David Ajabo coming out of Michigan, even though he had a torn Achilles. They also haven't... They got Houston in the first week, and they got a hobbled Joe Burrow in the second week, and they let the Bengals back into that game because Burrow was able to make some plays to T. Higgins in that one. And then in week yeah. three, they play the Colts. So they kind of have a weak start to their schedule. I, m- Much like Miami, I want to see how they do against some more well-rounded teams. Okay, but here's the thing, though, concerning their health. No, let's ignore J.K. Dobbins because he's out for us the season. God rest his soul. Um, <laughs> he's not dead. I know he's not just dead, but still, like, he, although he's dead to the he had an ACL, That's, he had an ACL, he, and they towards his Achilles. Season, it's going to be very tough career, for him. To, yeah, his career could be done. Like, I, I feel bad for the guy. Like, 
I know one of the big conversations, no, especially with um, the the Colts running back, um, with John Taylor. Yeah, we got Taylor. Thank you. Um, Pay your backs. I know with his, like, I get why they're not paying him because of the fact that they are so injury prone. But at the same time, I don't blame the players for holding out because get your money. Like, because you I don't get it now. Be, I hate to be the I get both sides guy. But I get both sides of this one because if you're an owner and you look back at the teams that have paid a lot of money to running backs, did the Panthers really get their money's worth out of Christian McCaffrey? No. As soon as they paid him, he missed like the next two seasons. Saints for Alvin Kamara, maybe. But, I mean, they're still paying him. And he wasn't very good last year and he's missed the first bit of this season. Who knows how he'll do? Cowboys with Zeke. Soon as they paid him, washed, and they yep. went to Tony Pollard. So, but I also get it from the running backs perspective. Uh, it, it's it's one of those where you almost want to have the running backs come out and start out with their second contract. Mm-hmm. It's and, definitely and a then CBA like thing. you get your rookie contract type of deal because yep. it's a position where you don't get to kind of grow into your role. Like a lot of other positions, like tight ends, you they might not be productive for three years, and then did they really like Travis Kelsey? What did he do in yep. his rookie year? Not much. Running backs, you have to hit the ground running. You know, no pun intended. <laughs> and because of that too, is that you're having so much pressure on you, and it's such a high injury prone position that, you know, when it comes down to it, you know how the CBA is currently worked out, you have to you have to try to save your body and you know, try to get that contract sooner rather than later. But it's kind of hard to think as they are a, in terms of position players, you know, you, every team has what three running backs on their roster and in, in the larger scheme of thing, when would say the next CBAs due to come up for the NFL and the NFL players association, Will the union actually support a better rookie deal for them than try to push it forward? And once they try to do that, the owners are going to fight back against that because to them, they're going to lose more money in the long term for that. So we'll see what happens with that. But again, don't blame J.K. Dobbins for trying to get that bag, man. Like, that sucks. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. We've been seeing it a lot this year with uh, running backs getting hurt, as we saw with Chubb on Monday Night Football. That was just that was a that was one. rough, and he already had a really bad injury in college, where he dislocated his knee and he tore his MCL. Same L- yeah, same same knee. So when people when people say like Nick Chubb might have played his last down in the NFL, like it's. I hate to say it because I really think that he was a top two or three running back in the NFL at the time that he got hurt. But, you know, that's that's the NFL, unfortunately. It's it's a violent game, and... You're just one injury you know, away from going down. Hopefully, and, and that's why these guys want to get paid, because you are yeah. one injury, especially at the running back position where you're getting hit on every single play. Yeah. You're either running the ball... Or sometimes you'll go out on a route, you don't catch the, or you're not targeted. And other times you are pass protecting 
And a lot of times for a running back, pass protecting is just let me be a shield for the quarterback and use my body and just like take this giant hit from a blitzing linebacker running full speed into me and just try to slow him down. Well, flat-footed. Yeah, it's it's a brutal position, and these guys get mauled. Uh, you know, not that you know offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and other positions don't as well, but they're bigger-bodied guys. These running backs are not not as big as your uh, Makai Becktons of the so, of the NFL. So speaking of injuries, you no, know, back to the Ravens. Um, hence why I brought this up in the first place. Sorry to get you off on a tangent there. Dude, I, I love tangents. This is fine <laughs> by me. Uh, so with the Ravens and their de- with their currently injured defense, tell me out of these next, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Their next eight games. Tell me who worries you that they're playing against. All right, let Home me go against ahead. the Colts. And I'm not sure that Anthony Richardson's even playing in that game because he isn't kicking. Exactly. Yeah. Though Gardner Minshew's not a bad backup at all. He's been playing well. He has been playing very well. So, no, for the listeners, home against the Colts, at Browns, at Steelers. At the Browns, the Browns get you you into rock fights, though, because that defense is really good. Oh, it's really it is really good, but the thing is, like, I'm saying offensively, they don't concern me. No, like a rock a rock fight. I think the Ravens would win, though. Yes, yes. So I, I agree. Even on that. despite all the injuries so, they have already, they're going up with a weaker offense. Yeah, but and the, defense. the but the Browns are injured too because you know Chubb's out, Conklin's Mark out. Cooper. Amari Cooper's banged up. Elijah Moore has yeah. proven nothing for Cleveland yet. And Deshaun Watson has been a bottom five quarterback since joining the Browns. Yep. So you got the Steelers next um, in week five. So no concerns there. I, I don't think, think they're scoring on them. No. Um, I think I think that George Pickens has been good. And they might have – they put up some points, but not much. Like they put up – no. Yeah, on defense. I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> their points come Honestly, from their maybe. defense. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, then you have the Titans, who they're they're a good defensive team. I was gonna but... say not bad defensively, and they they might be a better team overall than any of us expected. But that and that's a uh, that's a London game, or that's one of the foreign games. Yep, that's yeah, that's the nine thirty a.m. Um, and they get like just like the Browns, I see Titans now as another rock fight kind of team. Yes, um, that's always been Mike Vrabel's, uh, especially since Arthur Smith left, and they don't have. Well, I'd say especially since AJ Brown left. AJ Brown, don't, yep. and they don't have that deep threat. Yeah, they they just want to keep hitting you in the mouth over and over and over again, and and Tannehill's getting scoring. Yeah, like I love Tannehill. Like no. I'm so glad that he had success with the Titans. And I didn't like him at all in Miami, but when he first got to Tennessee with Arthur Smith and they had AJ, like him and AJ Brown had such great, like they should have kept that thing going because they worked together very well. Yeah, I have my grace yeah, really with Tannehill. AJ Brown just <laughs> might be one of the most receiver friendly or quarterback friendly receivers in the NFL. I don't think he, he gets enough love. 
So then you have, I say this is the only game of concern would be what? One, two, three, four, five, six, week seven. And that's the Lions. It's also a home they, game. That does help because it's not, it's not, it's home game outdoors. So, and that is, I think that's the first game that the Lions will have Jamison Williams back. So the Lions will have an over the top threat that they don't really have right now. Yes. So that'll be so, a fun game to watch, though. That that one I will definitely have circled in the calendar. Yeah. And then after that, you have so that's that's to me that's the only game of concern right now. And then you have the Cardinals, fine. And then yeah. the Seahawks again, giant question mark. West Coast coming to the East Coast. And then you have the Browns after that. Yeah, I, the Browns are never Browns are never a team that I can just say yeah easy win because of the way that their defense no, plays. It, but it's it never is. Yeah, but the the Ravens can play that style of football with you. And like honestly, they're like fortunately enough, their stronger opponents are the back end of their schedule because then you have you know you had your Bengals for your last time home against the Bengals again, and they've already and played them on the road. Your, Yep, and then you have your stretch of the Chargers, the Rams, the Jags, the 49ers, which that's a brutal slate. Yeah, ooh. And then the Dolphins. Christmas, and then, Christmas is, Eve. Is, Christmas Eve at the Niners, and then New Year's Eve, or Christmas Day no, no, at the day. Niners. That's a, day, that's a Christmas Day. Santa's, Santa's in town for that one, baby. <laughs> My God, that is... That's a rough Merry Christmas. Then, Here's, uh, you know... 50 snaps of Nick Bosa coming down your throat. Those are all five good offenses for what we've seen, at least for the first two weeks. And that's, and at least by then, their defense should be at least a bit healthier compared to that first slate. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I It's hard for me, I don't want to say to quit the Chiefs, but... As their long as you have Mahomes in there, and their defense has been so much, like Carl Loftus has been emerging. Chris Jones is a top five defensive player in the NFL. Their secondary is coming together nicely. They have good young linebackers in Nick Bolton and Leo Chanel. So I'm, I'm kind of at the point right now with Burrow being hurt. I'm kind of at Chiefs until proven otherwise. And I don't think that Lions game counts as proven otherwise because they didn't have Jones, didn't have Kelsey. And, you know, big win for the Lions. I'm not trying to discredit anything that they did. I'm just saying moving forward and and with Josh Allen turning the ball over the way that he does and their defense, Von Miller's coming off his second ACL injury at, what, 35 years old or something. So is he going to be the same guy? Their secondary is full of aging veterans as well. Their offensive line has some question marks. They don't have much other than Stephon Diggs to throw the ball to. I just trust 15. As long as Mahomes is back there, I'm going to kind of be leaning Kansas City. I'd say their defense has definitely impressed me. Um, like, like Even against the Lions, like, the reason that they lost, again, was their offense sputtered because the fact that wide receivers didn't pick up pick up the, uh, the slack on their end. Like, Holding the Lions to 21 points, to me, that's a success. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, yeah, were, a good game they were a high scoring team last year. That was a and good opening game. 
Yeah, very like you couldn't ask for a better no uh, other than Tony being Tony, but like you couldn't ask for a really good like dr- it was a dramatic game. I forgot that you were want. referring to a player. I thought you were just watching the game with somebody named Tony who was just like <laughs> yelling the whole time or something. Uh, uh what is it uh who, who who's this who's the new the Saints running back right now because they're all in Tony Jones? Tony Tony Jones. <laughs> yeah, Tony Jones. His name is like insane. That's the, um, his name's Tony Jones. That's not insane. No, hold on. Uh, what was it from? I, did he listen to um, uh, the fantasy footballers? They call they had they had like a long name for him. Anthony Jones. Like no, it was like <laughs> I, I will pull it up later for next podcast. But it was hysterical. It better not be All TJ. Right. That, that's a very lame nickname. It was like five names <laughs> in one name. Now let's move this thing over to the NFC, if you guys don't mind. Oh, absolutely. Because there's a very similar discussion to be had as far as week one, week two in the books. Dallas looked great. You can argue about the levels of competition. San Francisco's looked fantastic. Again, you can can kind of uh, knock the competition if you want to. And Philadelphia... You can say they stumbled out of the gate, but the two and zero, it might not be the prettiest two and zero. Fly Eagles, the fly baby, they're coming out strong. Is this still the is this still the Eagles conference to lose? Uh, with how Cowboys have been playing so far, I, I think so. This might be the Cowboys season. I'm not a Cowboys no, fan by brand. any means, but comparing the two of how they started the season so far, I think Cowboys have a better chance. San Fran, baby. That's the book I'm sorry. that I'm, I'm on sorry. right now. San Fran, really? You as East, I know, I know. We people. are East Coasters, Connor. Remember that East Coasters. Yes, but we oh. are also you exactly. Know, no, it's a thing. Bias people free. People from San Francisco don't call it San Fran. Like dead serious. Like when the when the San Francisco Giants had a jersey called San Fran, they were like, "What the hell are you doing?" Well, we don't call I'm it not a Californian. I don't know the proper lingo for I'm these teams. All I know I'm still calling is, them Sam no. You can't root for West Coast teams as the East Coaster. Come on. What? No. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? What? Can't do it. What part of your ass did you pull that from? <laughs> the left side. What? <laughs> what? Is there is there a tumor there? No. Is it was it the west side of your ass? Like what? Yeah, the left side. <laughs> The West Coast is, of the West Coast of your ass is where that take came yeah, from. You, All right, well, that's the rule. You can't do it. Good God, what? You can't. <laughs> no. Hey, that's why I'm here. So I, you just I'm watch here for the hot so, so, so do you just watch Pac like this? This upcoming weekend in college football is about to be a fantastic week with Pac-12 football. Are you just gonna like spit on your TV the whole time? I'm just not gonna watch it. Got better things to watch. Oh no, 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 you don't. I'll tell you that right now. You've better, you've better things to watch than Colorado, Oregon. No, you don't. Good ducks. I Oregon duck. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Although what Dion's doing at Colorado is just really fun to watch. I've enjoyed it. But getting back to the National Football League, yes, I'm with you as far as San Francisco goes. My big question mark was Purdy. And not even can he play well, because last year I thought he played exceptionally well when he was in. 
it was more of I didn't think he was going to be playing this season because I thought that his like you know those videos where the barbecue just falls right off the bone? I thought that that was his like his elbow. And he had to have like Tommy John surgery and I thought that was going to make him miss a lot more time and they had him throwing in early July. I'm thinking that there's there's no way. There's there's not a chance that he's they're going to go to Sam Darnold or they're going to go to Trey Lance. Either of those are going to be fascinating to watch, but it's not going to be Brock Purdy. And lo and behold, he goes out there week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers and is lighting up a damn good defense. The, when they traded Trey Lance away to Dallas, to me, that was the signal of he's going to be ready by week three. I didn't. I didn't expect him to be ready for Week One, but him going out and slinging it out against you no know, for two games straight, looking good, doing it, like to me, I it's completely vote of confidence of them taking the conference. And but the thing is, like, so with the with the Cowboys, they don't get a real strong. I'm gonna say they won't get uh, Patriots defense is good. I'll give them that. Um, they carved they, up the a Cowboys, good Jets defense. They did. So they have the Cardinals and Patriots are the next two games for them. Um, Cardinals, of course, they're just gonna dunk on them. Um, and then San Fran next has Giants and the Cardinals. Uh, so Cardinals are literally just Wait, getting their. I thought I we, everyone's I good is playing the Cardinals. <laughs> I thought we don't call them San Fran. The Giants aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I, just, five, I just wanted to clarify. I was getting shit on for calling it San Fran. I thought we don't call him San Fran. No, you were the one that was like, I don't care if we call him San Fran because I'm not from the West Coast. I wipe my ass with the West Coast or whatever you said. Now, now you're just taking you're my, shit, taking my shit words and making them shittier. Come on. Yeah. You were doing <laughs> that all by yourself. Hey, I'm here for the hot take. You did not need my assistance, sir. I never need assistance. I can wipe my own ass, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but there's gonna come so, a time where you need help with that, and I, I won't be there. So don't don't ask me. The day that, when that day comes, you have permission to kill me. Just take me out the path. Right, this is taking a dark turn. <laughs> let's just, let's get let's get back to Dallas Cowboys football. <laughs> Well, the reason why I'm bringing those games up is because week five is the Cowboys San Fran. Ooh. I'm saying it. It's Sunday Night Football. I'm putting money well, on schedule that one. It, Ooh. It's, that is in San Francisco. I'm, I'm putting money on It is certainly better than this. It's certainly this better than this week's uh, Sunday Night Football, which is Steelers Raiders. Ooh. Terrible game for Sunday Night Football. Then again, there's not a lot of great games this week, but that might be one of the games I'm looking forward to the absolute least. Well, do we want to take predictions? Next week, going to win that game, Steelers or Raiders? I almost, um, I almost think the Raiders might pull that one out. I think the Raiders are going to win that game. Is Jacoby Meyer back? I think he's questionable. Back. 
Because if he's out of concussion protocol, I would definitely say the Raiders. Because he looked real good that first game. Yeah. And then he got lit up. Then he lit up, got lit up by the um the player Kareem uh, Jackson. Yeah, and he did two games in a row. Yeah. Um. Yeah, back to the NFC, I guess. But uh, yeah, but definitely the uh, I I I think San Francisco has, I think they have the inside route tonight though. Even like even if they lose that game, there's no one else. I guess the Eagles is the only Eagles and the Ravens the only two games in their schedule that really concern me. Everyone else they can, if they lose three games, like they're fine. Eagles are interesting to me because Jalen Hurts does not look like the same guy, and I don't know if it's because Shane Steichen left for for the uh, the Colts head coaching job, and they've got mm-hmm. a new offensive coordinator. And defensive coordinator. Come on now. I've got a, uh, I had an, <laughs> I pulled up the schedule and I forgot to mute the tab and I had a McDonald's commercial playing in my ear. <laughs> I was wondering, wait, what is this? Uh, Get that so, ad block, man. Exactly. I'm going to have to. Uh, going back to the Eagles, Hertz is interesting because he's played, I'd say, badly to start the season. He just doesn't, he's not running the ball as well. I don't know if he's hurt, but. He's he's not throwing the ball with as much confidence. There's not as many open guys, and the defense can just get gashed. I mean, Mac Jones in the second half of that game against the Pats, just Hunter Henry, boom, 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 down the middle of the field. And then Kirk Cousins, he can't do the whole, oh, primetime Kirk didn't show up. He had like 400 yards. Yeah, carved I, was a, up. I was shocked by that one. If they didn't have four fumbles which is just sad and a disgrace to humanity, then they would have they would have won that game handedly. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated by the Eagles because we didn't really see them at any point last year where it looked tough for them at all. They had one game against the Commanders in, like, November where, all right, maybe we see a weak spot, but that was after they started, like, 9-0. and they're 2-0 now, and it's nowhere near as convincing as where they were at this point last season, where it seemed like almost immediately everyone went from, is Jalen Hurts the guy in Philadelphia, to, oh no, he's the guy, 100%. Not only is he the guy, but he's an MVP candidate. Put him in Hulu commercials. He is absolutely one of the faces of the league now, and it just seemed, and he, and he as much as I love Mahomes and he's the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes was the second best quarterback in the Super Bowl last year. Jalen Hurts outplayed him. But he hasn't been that guy to start the season. And no, I don't I know I don't know if that's something that is just the uh, working out the kinks to start the season. We got some they don't have new offense. I guess they have a new right guard because Sue Amelo went to Pittsburgh. And so now Cam Jurgens is there. But the weapons are the same. New offensive coordinator. I, I, I don't know. I'm not as worried about the defense because the defense, the secondary, you know, they had weaknesses last year too. I mean, Jonathan Gannon was their defensive coordinator and they got gashed in the Super Bowl when Andy Reid was just calling the same plays. So it's not something that really... The the defense 
I think they can win with that still being an issue. You have to have Hertz operating at the level that he was last year if you want to go back to the Super Bowl, though. Because Dallas and San Francisco, defensively, they're going to be juggernauts, and you need an offense that can score on a team like that. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, I am actually concerned about their, their defense because the Patriots should not – Mac Jones should not look good against you. And he actually looked good against – against the Eagles defense I have well. fears for Sunday my friend uh yeah I do too <laughs> um but like I think that I think because their defense is looking so shoddy that it gives other teams again their offense is not clicking on all cylinders sadly but it gives other teams like the window to actually put up points against them because I was as someone who had a uh, multiple shares of Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, my fantasy teams last year, I was they would put they were scored twenty four points in the first half and then coast, and their defense was good enough to do that. They can't do that anymore, and there's a lot more pressure on those players. I'll tell you right now, I think that them playing the Buccaneers this weekend. I can see an upset. I think the Bucks look good. I think they look good, but there's there's this cycle for for Baker, where every time you get too high on Baker, he under under delivers. And I think we're coming up on that. And I just don't think the Buccaneers' offensive line is going to be able to protect him in that game because the Eagles. They run deep on the defensive line, whether it's Hassan, they do. Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. They they run deep, and I'm sure they're you know Derek Barnett. I don't even know if he's playing right now, but they they run deep, and no matter who you have on that field, you've got to be majorly concerned about being able to protect against them. And Jalen Carter's looking like the defensive player of the year. Yeah, it definitely is. But, like, the thing is with their line, like, am I going to – like, they're rushing – Rashad White's their rushing, uh, running back. Um, and he's fine. He's not great or anything. But I think Baker has been – I think Baker is a great complement for Godwin and Evans because he can sling it. And he yeah. has been slinging it. And I think that they're going to, going to do, you know, for Rashad White, they're just going through screen passes to him. They're not, like they're running out the ball a few times up the middle, but it won't do much. Like they won't, they won't win that. That, but I think their pass blocking will be good enough for give Baker that much time to make a play. And the fact that they can't stop a team from making a play right now—that is the Eagles—it concerns me and. It's in Tampa on Monday Night Football. Yeah, no, Baker and Evans have a good, I mean, because Baker's just willing to say, you know what, I'm throwing this up and giving my guy a chance. And Mike Evans has always been really, he's got the size, the speed to be able to go up and get that ball. And Tampa, oh, he's he's fantastic. Uh, I just, 
I have a tough time buying Tampa all the way. I think that the fall is kind of coming, and I think Baker's going to get knocked around a bit on Monday night. Which, by the way, how do you guys feel about the Monday night double headers? Because we got another one coming up week three. Okay, I, I just thought that just. I now, was going to ask you about that. Since when was that a thing? Has that happened? They in previous started that seasons? about two years ago. I want to say they did. They did it. Well, they used to do it a lot for the first week of the season. They would have a Monday night doubleheader, and they would have a game at like 7 o'clock, and then they have a game at like 10-15 that no one would watch because they would always put like, not the A team, but like the Q team broadcasting that game. And no one would watch it. Um, But as of late, they've gone away from that, and they've done the last two, maybe three seasons where they've gone and it's just been a seven o'clock game on one channel and an eight o'clock game on another channel. And I like that a lot better. Yeah. And they do it. I want to say four times this year. Uh, no, it's, it's more than that. Now. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this as of the, uh, two days ago. Uh, this is from CNN. ABC adds 10 more Monday night football games to help plug the hole left by Hollywood strikes. Ah, so the writer strike is what's they're they're even adding more games to the slate. Um, so we Which have they're almost that that might be ending soon. By the way, well, this has already this already has been officially done. As ah, of. okay. So, he, so here are the games ABC just added to its schedule, which will be also aired on ESPN, ESPN Deportes kickoffs at eight fifteen p.m. Uh, Seahawks at Giants, uh, Packers at Raiders. Cowboys at Chargers, Boyneries at Vikings, Raiders at Lions, Chargers at Jets, Broncos at Bills, Bears at Vikings, Bengals at Jaguars, and Chiefs at Patriots. So pretty much from October 2nd to December 18th, we have a doubleheader Monday night game. Okay. I, so, I don't think I have any problems with that. I kind of like that, actually. Yeah, so it'll be on, yeah. it'll be on ABC and ESPN. There's a higher chance I might actually get to watch them. Yeah, not having them at like 10, 15 is nice. Because that was just like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. And especially myself with having a child in the house, having the night games, I can actually watch them. Yeah. It's daytime. It's Bluey. Bluey (laughs) runs my life during the daytime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so as someone who does not plan to have kids for a bit, quite a while, the hell is Bluey? Bluey is a magical show. It is a Australian-made show about basically the, these two dogs. One of them is Bluey. They're a family of dogs, and it's just basically a... It's like almost like a 90s show. Like, you know how back in the 90s, all the shows were like family, like life lessons every episode. Like, it was actually good TV. It's basically that, but animated and about a family of dogs. And it's just them going on okay. random adventures and have little life lessons sprinkled throughout every episode. And it's one of those shows that's entertaining for kids, but as an adult watching it, you can appreciate it. And okay. it's actually so it's a not... lot of humor in there. A lot of humor in it is actually tailored towards adults. So it's kind of like the running okay. joke with like all parents that watch Bluey that the parents enjoy watching it more than the kids. But 
Huh. All right. Yeah. Well, my, my daughter loves watching Bluey. Every time the song comes on, pure focus. It, it's almost like, you know, when Jets is introduced to Mitchell. Just tailor, just focus right in on it. Same with her. Your daughter Ooh. starts cursing profusely? Yes. <laughs> is, is that what happens? Because if so, you might uh, want to She turn does the TV jump up and, and down and yell at the TV. We don't know what she's yelling at. It, ah, see that? I, if she I know that. after myself, it probably is cursing because I swear like a sailor. So I'm sure her first words will probably be some sort of bad word. And yeah. I'll be proud and upset at the same time <laughs> all right well do you guys have any big takeaways from week two week one that we haven't got to i think we touched on a lot of stuff yeah my my um, big takeaways is tua is still healthy and god help the jets <laughs> i will say i will say this uh the NFC South as a whole, though, is looking fun. As someone who is down here in the Carolinas, I know you know Jersey nerds and all that, but I am I am deep rooted in North Carolina. I'm in New v- York. Vibes aren't great here, and I'm not a Panthers fan, nor am I a Panthers hater. But vibes aren't great, and the team well, looks terrible to start the year yes. and Bryce Young's already hurt. So, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not great. Well, the other three teams looking great. That's what, that's what I'm getting at is that we have three 2-0 yes. teams starting out with the Falcons with Bijan who is fantastic. Uh and the defense the Saints, is good too. Their defense their defense has definitely surprised me. Um the Saints, their defense is also stout. They get Kamara back in was it one more game? Is yeah, one more game. One after Tony Jones gets this game, then they get yes. Kamara. And then, uh, yeah, and then the, I think Derek Carr has been fine for them, and Olave is doing Olave things. And he's the a Bucks stud. Have been looking good. Yeah, they're, I love Olave so much. Um, but yeah, but like, I who would have thought the NFC South would have started two, three teams two and zero to start the season. So. Well, I will say that they've been playing each other. At least the the Saints, the Panthers have played two divisional games. The Saints have played the Panthers. The Falcons have played, I guess they've played out of division. So just ignore everything I said. They haven't all been playing yep. each other. Because the Saints had a good game, <laughs> good win against with the Titans. And then I don't know if it was a Falcons- good win. It was just because... Tannehill looked horrible in that game, and there were some really weird ref calls. Like, the Titans had a fumble return for a touchdown, but the ref blew his whistle, so it didn't count. And That's true. It, 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 was, was it was an odd game. But the thing is, like, when you have, again, what you mentioned before with the Titans, when you have a gridiron match that Titan wants to play football, that stuff's going to happen all the time. Yeah, And they still went into and they they went in there and beat them when they needed to. Um, yeah, but the uh, Packers are next up for the Saints, which I think would be a very fun game. Yeah, so. the, the one that I'm looking forward to most for Week 3 is Falcons-Lions. That's the one that I, I have. And it's not a great 
week of games in the NFL, but Falcons Lions are just two fascinating teams to me. They're wild cards. You know, we talk about Dallas, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and then that next tier of teams, you've got teams like Atlanta and Detroit that maybe they can do something. Maybe they fall off, but they'll be fun to watch nonetheless. Oh yeah, definitely. I think Chargers Vikings would be a fun one too. That is a uh, loser goes home type game. <laughs> yeah, that if much. you, I mean, the Vikings might. I don't. I don't think they actually trade Cousins if they lose that game. But people will be talking about that being a possibility if they do lose they, it. They've already been and talking the Chargers, about it, and I think it might happen. And the Chargers, it's you know. Who who gets left on the tarmac? Brandon Staley or Kirk Cousins? <laughs> it's it's got to be one of those two guys. But that's that's it's an interesting, uh, fun. It'll be a fun game. No defense is going to be played. That's for yes. sure. Oh yeah. All right. And then, well, um, yeah, and then the Rams are looking very interesting as well. Was I? They're the other team I don't have a vibe on. Yeah, it's I did not see them playing this well. No, because they've been just kind of uh, either they've had the best players in the league at like three or four positions, and then the rest of their team is just trash. And they've come out looking pretty good. I mean, Stafford Stafford's not a bad quarterback whatsoever. And he looks healthy. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Keep him healthy. Keep him upright. And you're going to be in games. I still don't think the Rams are a team that wins more than six or seven games this year, but they'll be in a lot of games. They won't get blown out much. Yeah. Unless Stafford gets hurt and then, then the season can fall apart. Yep. Sign our. All right. Well, I think that about wraps things up for the, uh, the opening, the opening episode of the weekly recess guys i'm looking forward to doing this with you i know we've got a lot more uh coming up tommy i don't know if you want to plug some things that we've got uh we've got coming down the pipe yeah uh we've been working on a lot of stuff but coming up in the next uh two weeks now i think from now is the stranger nerds podcast where we're going to be looking at the netflix hit stranger things which i'm really looking forward to because I'm not the biggest sports guy, but I love sports. But I cannot talk about it like you and Connor can. But Stranger Things, that's my game. I'm all for it. I'm excited. Uh, I believe it's going to be Connor and Nick's first time watching it. So it'll be an entertaining podcast for sure. Wait, really? You got, you haven't oh, seen I, it before? I've seen snippets. I have never actually sat down and watched okay. it. I, I've, se- I've seen parts of season four, for God's sake. But I, I, like, I, but I, know, th- I know things of it. No, because I am a low key D and D nerd, so like I know things in pop culture references. Okay, so you kind of get to see it. I don't want to say removed from the hype, but as someone that watched uh, the first season right before the second season was about to come out, and had a year of people telling me like, "You have to watch this. You have to watch this. You have to watch this," and I thought it lived up to that hype. You've been hearing it for years, but it hasn't been quite as consistent of like, hey, watch this. Because there have been a long periods between seasons 
And um, we're we're right in the middle of another one of those long periods. And yeah, I think it's gonna go aren't on. they still filming? Or I, they I'm were not filming sure. and the then the strike happened. Because the writer's strike, everything kinda got delayed. So I believe they're still Man. I believe they started recording, but I could be wrong. But it's gonna be at least probably until the end of next year that we'll get the final season. Yeah, the Stranger Things are just going to be how much older they all are from the... Uh, by the time we see... It might be nine years between the beginning of the show and the end of the show. Yeah. That is wild to think Which about. Which is crazy. But, yeah, so... That's what's coming down the pipeline. So, for all those listening out there, check out Stranger Nerds Podcast, because by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be close to that, and it might not already be out. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, re-watching some Stranger Things and uh, talking about that as well as some football with you guys. So uh, thanks for tuning in for the first episode of Weekly Recess. For uh, Tommy Grant and Connor Vandemark, I'm Mitchell Lee signing off. Have a fantastic day, and we will talk to you again soon.